Welcome to Beside the Burn for Monday the 10th of October. We're beginning a new week and we're starting a new chapter, uh, this time chapter 5. Remember last week, we in chapter 4, uh, we had gone with John uh, through the open door. We'd been lifted up into heaven and we were given this wonderful view of the throne room in heaven. Throne at the centre and everything else happening around the throne and seated on the throne was the Lord God Almighty with the appearance of jasper and ruby. Today then we carry on from that position where all the creatures were worshipping and were bowed down before the king of kings at the centre of the room. And let's find out what John sees and what that can tell us about our salvation this week. So let's uh, read together. For uh, Today we're going to look at verses 1 to 3. And this is a section in the NIV that's entitled, The Scroll and the Lamb. So John has been looking at the throne room with the throne in the centre as the focal point of all that has been happening. And then John gives this testimony. Then I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll. So there's John looking at this scene and as he has been describing for us everything that has been going on, everything that has been around this throne, suddenly as his attention comes back to the throne at the centre, he sees something that hasn't been readily apparent up until this point. He sees a scroll, and this scroll is being held in the right hand of God who is seated on the throne. The scroll has writing on both sides, and it is sealed with seven seals. The idea is that there is writing on both sides, so this is a detailed scroll. There's a lot uh, to be read on this scroll. There's a lot contained within it. Need both sides of uh, the parchment being used. But the scroll, although it has writing on both sides, cannot just be read by anyone because it has been sealed. And as often we find in the book of Revelation, there are seven seals. Again, remember that this number seven is about um, completeness. It's about perfection. So here is a scroll. It's a perfect scroll with writing on it. And it has been completely sealed. There's no way to open this scroll up. There's no way uh, to read what is contained on it. And he goes on to say, and again, I saw... A mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, Who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll? Now John has met a number of angels and has seen a number of angels so far in this whole adventure of this revealing of Jesus Christ. And again, here is another angel. An angel is a messenger from God. We often have this worldly picture of an angel, of someone who is 
who has got wings and uh, who is bathed in white. And indeed, that may well be the case. But here, these are messengers. These angels are messengers coming with God's word. And this one is proclaiming in this loud voice and asking the question, who is worthy? The scroll is there. It is completely sealed with the seven seals. And the angel wants to know if somebody will come and break the seals and open the scroll. And we might be thinking to ourselves, well, here's a wonderful position for John. He could step forward at this point and offer himself as the one to break the seals. But the clear thing is, it's not who is willing to do this. The question is, who is worthy? You can't just do this because you want to. You have to be worthy to open the seals. It has to be someone special who is able to do this, not just anyone. And so the question is asked. And here we have this terrible news then, this terrible analysis of what has just taken place. But... No one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside it. So this scroll is completely sealed with seven seals and there is no one who is worthy. Who is worthy, the angel asks? No one. There's no one in heaven, no one on earth, no one under the earth. This scroll is completely sealed and nobody is getting into it. Now, why is this significant? Well, this scroll that God is holding in the centre of the throne room is his plan for salvation, his plan for history. God has detailed what his plan is uh, to deal with sin. And it's all contained within the scroll and it is sealed. And somebody has to come and open up the scroll and read the plan and fulfill the plan. Now, this can't be God because this plan deals with sin. It deals with judgment. It deals with mercy. And God is angry at sin. He has to punish sin. He has to judge those who are sinful. And therefore, he can't just brush that away. He can't just ignore it. That would be against God's character. So for God to accept somebody who has sinned, the sin has to be dealt with. And so therefore, someone else has to come and take the scroll and break the seals and open it up and fulfill what God has written. But there is no one. No one is worthy to do it. No one has the qualifications to do it. No one is able to deal with sin. And here we get an idea of just how terrible sin is in God's sight. He cannot stand sin. He cannot admit sin into his presence. Sin has to be dealt with. 
And it is a serious thing. Many of us just assume, look, oh, sin doesn't really matter. God loves us. God cares for us. God is forgiving. So therefore we can sin all we want and he will keep forgiving us. But that's not the case. God hates sin and he has a special plan and someone has to come to open it and fulfill it for it to be dealt with. So at the end of verse 3, let's pause, let's pray together, and then we'll come back and find out more tomorrow. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for your word. We thank you, Lord, that you have a plan, and that plan is being worked out even today. And Lord, as we continue to read through chapter 5, we pray that we would see your plan being unfurled and being followed so that your salvation can come to this world. Lord, we recognise that we are not worthy to break open the seals and to follow your plan of salvation. But Lord, we pray that we might know the one who is worthy. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.